0: Here's my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron, and my dad Don. Hey, you guys! What's going on? It's episode number one hundred and three of the Ron and Don Show. He's Ron, live from the Les Schwab Studios on South Lake Union. I'm Don O'Neill, and I am live from Queen Anne Mountain, also in the Les Schwab Studios. Hey, coming up! Ron knows a lot about hornets because you know he's a beekeeper, but does he know a lot about the murder of hornets? And you're not going to believe. You're not going to believe what the murder hornets are up to, what they're doing. They've arrived in the United States. And why are we calling them murder hornets? And who are they murdering? Also, a little bit later, Dr. Fauci this week goes to the Hill. And what's unbelievable is you have the president yesterday standing in the Rose Garden, no mask on. All the reporters now have to wear masks because they found people that have COVID-19 in the inner circle also. Dr. Fauci, he is in isolation because he was exposed to some of these White House staff members, so he'll be testifying from his bedroom, and all the senators that are going to be there from the Health Commission and the Health Committee, they're also in isolation, some of them self-quarantined, so I don't know if they're going to do this on a Zoom call or what this (laughs) is like, but I can't can't wait to see the way that this testimony and, uh, and this interview uh, goes down because I think it's very important. You have a president that's saying, Hey, let's get out there, let's open things up, let's go. And Dr. Fauci today is going to say, No, if you do that, more Americans needlessly uh, are going to die. We'll talk about that. First, let's talk about because uh, I know a lot of people self quarantined. And I also know that every once in a while you'll go in the store, they're out of something. We talked about toilet paper, we talked about paper towels, we talked about wet wipes. Uh, sometimes trying to find bleach. It seems like the, the stores have caught up on a lot of this stuff, right? And people now can jump online and maybe order some gloves or order some masks. It seems like we're catching up in those areas. Anyways, yesterday, well, let me take it back. A couple days ago, I and I'm not even gonna say what my favorite park is anymore, because I went to my favorite park and the people say the parks are closed. The parks are, aren't closed, the parks are open. But once you go to these parks, and I went to Urban Park here in Seattle, there are signs up everywhere that tell you, number one, to keep moving. Uh, Number two, that crowded parks are closed parks. Uh, And number three, there's a new rule now that says that the parks close at 8 o'clock. What's weird, though, is if you go to any of these parks, the gates are already shut, so you can't get into the parking lot. So everybody parks on the outside of these parks.
1: I was just going to say that cuz I was driving this week I went up to my tiny house and people are just parking on highway 2 right. to get to like yeah. because the parking lot to some of these uh hiking trailheads and stuff are closed yeah. so it'll be a mile long backup of cars uh, like you're going to Woodstock. They're just parking on the side of the road,
0: leaving their car on the highway because they want to get out onto a trailhead. Yeah, and I feel bad because what it does now is it pushes all these cars because people aren't riding, riding buses. They're just not looking at buses. The only person in the bus is the bus driver. That's it. The only person in the bus. So you, people are sitting in their cars or eating lunch in their car. There's a guy doing what he does in his car. You know what I mean? Didn't mean to see that kind of out there uh and it's 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 i i feel bad for the neighborhood because then people are dumping themselves out into folks lawns they're not social distancing they're dumping out their garbage and it's like typically they would be doing all this in the park parking lot and then you'd have some sense of control so i think here in seattle if you're going to open up the parks. At least open up the parking spaces so people can park. And then if you need them out by 8 o'clock, you're out by 8 o'clock. So a number of days ago, I went to, to run down this beach. And you could not run down the beach because there's so many people at the park because the weather was so nice over the weekend. Then yesterday, I saw the rain come. I've been praying for rain. I am basically the rain man of Seattle because I know when the rain comes, When the rain comes, all the coders that move to Seattle, they put their little hoods on and they go away and they lock themselves away in their apartments, their basements, their homes, wherever that is. And I know I'm going to have this park all to myself. And the reason I love this park, there's a lighthouse in this park. We run down the beach. So I'm running down the beach last night, last evening. And sure enough, there's probably just three people in the park. And I'm obeying the laws here because I know the park closes at eight, so I'm running right before eight. And a lot of times I'll run late in the night with a with a headlamp on. So I'm trying to obey all the rules. I'm not running as fast, Ron, because I I have a COVID gut now. Do you have Do you have a COVID? Oh my god! I've gained
1: over, I've like eleven pounds, ten pounds, something like that. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to turn it around, but yeah. I, here's 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 my situation. I'm sure that some people do this in the morning. I have a bunch of resolve. Like when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, "Okay, turning this bus around. Uh, yeah. I I got this." I start off like this morning. I've already meditated. Nice. Uh, I just had cottage cheese for <laughs> breakfast, so like I've got it all. Avocado toast? Uh, no avocado. Toast. But then as the day goes on, my the 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 reality sets in. Last night I found myself. Making a uh, a pizza on my pizza stone uh, because I had bought a uh, in a moment of weakness I bought a Trader Joe's already pre-made pizza dough and I was like oh man I need to fire up the big green egg and it's so good when I make a pizza so I I didn't feel like lighting the big green egg so I put the bricks. My my pizza bricks inside my oven. Uh, I made a, a relatively good pizza. It would have been better at a higher temperature, but like that's how my day goes. Like it starts off strong, and by the end of the day, the willpower is ended, and I am uh, eating a pizza that I made on my pizza stone. Back to the park,
0: and and I'm running, and I'm thinking of of this pizza that you're making. So we're on the same page here. Uh, we're running out the Puget Sound, and unbeknownst to me. My dog runs out into the ocean, which isn't allowed because there's leash laws, and you're not supposed to have your dog off the leash. And I've told you this before, that my dog is always on a leash. I just let the leash go, and then the dog runs, and then that way I'm still obeying the law. And then if I see a runner coming down, I can call Charlie, and if he doesn't listen to me, I can leash him. But unbelievable right now. He's listening to me. I don't know how this happened. I looked at him the other day, and I said, Charlie, kennel, were you here, on? Did you see – you stop, you've stopped over here one time, I think, in the last month. Have you seen Charlie Kennel? I did see him there. I had to drop something off at your house. I was wearing
1: my mask for everybody that's getting judgy in there listening to the Ron Don Show right now. I did have my mask on. Uh, you were making turkey burgers, yeah. and Charlie did go into his kennel. I was shocked.
0: Yes! After, yeah. he, after he jumped on me half a dozen times, but that's another story. I've been working with him. He's actually listening to me, and, and and things are working out great. Anyway, I didn't expect him to, re- to get out in the Puget Sound. It's raining. We get on the backside of this park. It's about a five mile turn. And uh, next thing you know, he jumps into a mud bog. I have to pull him out of the mud bog. We get back to the car. I'm like, what am I going to do with him? So I wrap him in a towel and then I bring him home like the princess he is. And then we go upstairs. I take him in. I have this big walk in shower. So we walk into the shower. And I have to take all of Charlie's clothes off, which didn't take long. It was just his his neck thing. And then I go in there and I, you know, so I'm I'm a naked guy in there washing the dog. Do you got a problem with a naked guy washing
1: a dog? Not at all. I'm surprised that you didn't uh, install a dog wash when you were
0: designing this house. You know what? When you were designing this house, you should have had a dog wash. You know what? There is a dog wash. There's a a wand up there that you put in the shower for other things, and and typically women use the wand. I use this wand on Charlie. So we get him in the shower, and we're kind of scrubbing away, and I had bought some shampoo for him. $6, no, $16.95 for the shampoo, and it's called Unconditional Love. $16.99, $16.99, the shampoo. And then they can't have the two-in-one like they do with the PERT. Because when you're an old guy, you're like, man, I just want the two-in-one, the three-in-one. I want the conditioner. I want the oh, shampoo. Hold, the hold on a second. all All-in-one bottle for $4.99.
1: You what? have now turned into designer dog shampoo guy? Well, because I can't. Did, uh, can you look, imagine what, you putting designer shampoo on Duchess the dog when we were growing up? No, I can't. Uh, D- Duchess was, was not a designer dog shampoo. What happened
0: to you? I spent happened to you? I spent $254 on this dog yesterday. $254. It's incredible. So $16.95 and I get done and I'm washing them I'm scrubbing them and we get it all done. And then I said, you know what? While I'm in here, I got a little muddy out there and I'm going to go ahead and scrub down too. And I look around and I'm like, oh crap. I had bought the three-in-one conditioner with the shampoo with the built-in body wash, uh, and I think it was an Old Spice product. Somehow, some way, it got left in the car. So now I'm standing in the shower, two stories up, and I'm like, "Do do do I do I?" Do I dry off, get dressed, I got a wet dog, I'm gonna have to deal with him, go all the way out to the truck, it's raining outside, you know, run out there and towel, get the shampoo, come back upstairs, and, and, and then wash, or what the hell? This stuff is $16.95. It is called unconditional love. I need unconditional love. Ron, you need unconditional love. We all need unconditional love. And I said to myself, you know what, what the hell? If it's good enough for Charlie, it's good enough for me. I put on the unconditional love and the shampoo and I'm telling you what, it was a little tingly and it was kind of fantastic. And then I went and I put the conditioner on and it even got better. It was some type of almond conditioner. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I smell like almonds this morning. Hold on. I, I smell fantastic. I woke up with myself. And I'm just like, where's Charlie at? And I'm like, oh, you know what? That's me smelling like almonds. And I almost went and took another shower just so I could smell like almonds the rest of the day.
1: You, so you- have dog shampoo, and then you have dog
0: conditioner. Yes, dude. What is? What's happened to you? Told me at the at the dog store that I had to buy this stuff. No, and support local brick and mortar, and spend as much money as I can. And these different- dude, dog conditioner is not a thing. Is it
1: not? It's not. A- Thing, Ah. your dog's going to roll around and poop by ten
0: a.m. You know what the conditioner? What are you You, you doing? Know what the conditioner was called? Unconditioner love. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up, we're going to talk about murder hornets. He's Ron. I'm Don. We're just getting going live from the Les Schwab Studios. It's episode number one hundred and three. You guys, and you're listening to us only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. on the social media
1: platforms. to search for Ron Upshaw or Don O'Neill. All
0: right, you guys, welcome back. It's episode number 103 of the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget, we are licensed brokers with Windermere, and there's a lot of people right now that have a lot of questions about their greatest asset, which is real estate. Also, I was talking to one of my clients last night, and I was reminding them that they have saved a lot of money. They've been out of the game. There might be a little softening as we head into summer. And this might be a great time to jump in. So whether you're buying, selling, investing, or you just want to know, well, what the future looks like for you, give us a call. Or let's just do a run it on sit down virtually. Reach out to Ron. Ron at Windermere.com. I'm Don O'Neill at Windermere.com. And if you're driving right now, which you're not supposed to be, uh, unless you're doing something essential, which means you're probably going to a a bikini barista stand because we know that's essential, along with the smoke shop. So let's not forget that. Anyway, ronanddon.com. Murder Hornets. Murder Hornets. Ron, we keep hearing about, oh, God, we got this pandemic going on. And now here come the damn Murder Hornets. Why don't you tell everybody your background a little bit when it comes to bees? Ron is one of the best-selling – is it a CD or is it a – what is it? Uh,
1: Well, I I am a a beekeeper. I haven't been keeping bees in the last year or so, just a lot of stuff. I moved – Back to the city and it's more difficult here and the coronavirus, all that stuff. So I'm not currently keeping bees, but I did produce a, a beekeeping DVD. I got a web you know what I didn't even want to pump the website because I'm not super active yeah. on it anymore. Uh you can go to uh is a, a bee education website I did. And so real quick to start off, everybody's been texting me about the murder hornets.
0: Okay. Well, I bee, wanna I haven't seen this. Beehelp.com, that's you. Yeah, beehelp.com. Do you have one of those little outfits on? I can make fun
1: uh, Oh, yeah. You can see in the, the, in, in the outfit. Yeah. So here's the, the thing. Uh, if you're into beekeeping, go check it out. I do not even – again, I, I'm not super active on, on that not, site right now.
0: He's really humble, but he's, 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 a, he's a pro when it comes to bees. So.
1: so to start things out real quick, and this is just for my own, like, pet peeves. Okay. Bees are not the same thing as hornets. Hornets are not the same thing as a bee so when someone uh, sees a hornet and they go I hate bees and they want to kill it they're not the same animal at all and so the the basic rule of thumb is that if you see a hornet is usually very shiny and it has a super tiny waist all right and and they are meat eaters so when you are out at your picnic and you have a hamburger sitting on the picnic table and you see a hornet dive bombing in that thing, that's because a hornet will eat meat. A honeybee will, doesn't want meat. They eat flowers. They're vegetarians. Mm. And so when you're like, oh, I hate bees, and you're like trying to get that, that what in your mind is a bee, a hornet is not a bee. And so when you have a, a honeybee, mm. usually they have a fat waist. And they are fuzzy. They're not shiny. Hmm. They're flying around. And they are just landing on flowers. So I want to get that out there right away. A honeybee is not going to dive bomb your picnic and try to sting you because you got a hot dog on the grill. That is a hornet. Hornets are a pain. Can I say pain in the ass on the Ron and Don show? Do it. Hornets are vicious. They're a pain in the ass. And, and they will... They're going to sting. They're aggressive. So hornets eat meat. They are super shiny, and they are super mm-hmm. aggro. All right. Now, a honeybee, on but the other ones, hand,
0: hang on, time out. What's what's aggro and then a, also, a, aggressive, super okay. aggressive. And, and then, just for clarification, what what is a wasp compared to a hornet? A wasp is similar to a, a
1: hornet. Wasp and hornets are kind of the same thing, just by a different name. Okay. Uh, they're different you know,
0: subspecies of... Is a wasp a wasp a meat eater too? Yeah, a wasp is
1: aggressive they will uh they're more an omnivore sort of thing and they will
0: um eat eat meat as well when i when i've been running and i've been so for instance have you ever seen a a
1: hornet net uh a trap or a wasp trap you can put rotting meat in the bottom of the of a hornet trap and it will go into that trap and get trapped because they're attracted to that a honeybees not attracted to meat
0: will the hornet attack and swarm in the same way that a wasp cuz i had some wasps I thought I had like 19 wasps got stuck up in my head, and they kept stinging, stinging, stinging. Because the wasp can sting over and over again, and the bee. bee can um, only sting once. Yeah, my son explained that to me.
1: Yeah, because a bee has a – so, see, here's where we're going to get into. This could be a four-hour segment. Wow. Um, so, a honeybee uh, will have a, a venom sac. Uh, and it's only the females that can that have a stinger. The male drones do not have a stinger. Uh, and male drone bees are super lazy. They hang out on the porch and drink beer. All they want to do is, is mate with the queen, and that's it. Uh, and so they get kicked out of the, the hive at the end
0: of the year, believe it or Sounds like me, if I was a bee or a horn. Right,
1: exactly. <laughs> that's the, a good sign. <laughs> a female bee will have a stinger on it. The guard bee, and when they sting you, that rips the pollen sac or the venom sac out of their body, and it continues to pulsate and put venom into you, and then that bee dies. So a hornet, though, can can repeatedly sting, like you just said. So let's just establish that. Bees and hornets are different things. They eat different things. They behave differently. They have different aggression levels. A honeybee colony is not going to attack you unless it feels threatened. So for a a honeybee colony to attack, they actually have to feel threatened, and they have to release an attack hormone into the hive and then they will attack to defend themselves. They're not going to going to proactively attack you. They're going to reactively attack you. However, and here's the thing that people will do. If you squash a bee, a honeybee now we're talking about, not a hornet. If I'm by a, a hive of honeybees and I start squashing them, yeah. when I'm squashing bees, it's releasing the attack hormone. You have now punctured the the, you know, the, the body of this bee and it's releasing hormones back to the hive that say someone squashing bees attack. So you're the one causing the attack. If you just go stand on the side of a honeybee, I've done this hundreds of times. If you see a, a box of bees, you don't have to wear a suit. You don't have to have a smoker. You don't have to be worried at all. If it's a sunny day, you can stand right perpendicular to that hive entrance and just stand there and watch the bees land and take off. They're not interested in you. They don't want to attack you. They're just cruising around, getting pollen, landing on flowers, totally interested. Now, if I start smacking bees at that entrance and killing them, you're darn right they're going to attack you because that hormone is going to be released. So back to these murder uh, hornets. Um, Murder hornets are a real thing. They're from Japan. They are giant they're like two inches long. They are huge, uh, and they're very aggressive, and they can take out a, a colony of bees very quickly. So when you see hornets or wasps attack a bee colony, they have it, it's a bonus bonanza for them. A, everything loves sweet honey. So hornets, they also like honey, but they also like to eat the bees, so, hornets will come in, and if you've ever seen a battle royale, it's incredible. I, th- I think there's some YouTube videos on it, if you're interested in this, where you have honeybees battling hornets or wasps at the hive entrance, and it's it's like Lord of the Rings. Mm. They are full-on trying, they know that the, the, the life of the hive is at risk, and it's all hands on deck to fight off this hornet attack. The, the murder hornets are so big though they can decimate an entire hive of 50 or 60,000 bees in two hours then they chomp on all the bees they have them dessert with some uh, honey and call it a day and move on to the next hive so Mm -hmm. that's a real threat um luckily if we can go glass half full here washington state and, and wsu so shout out to the cougs out there they have one of the preeminent uh, bee and apiary programs in the world. Hmm. Uh, they are aware of the murder hornets, um, and they are trying to trap them and keep them from colonizing and and growing. So th- this is up in Bellingham and Blaine. They've spotted the Japanese murder hornet. They call it the murder hornet because killed kills about 50 people a year in Japan. And if you have a whole hive of murder hornets on a human being it it will kill you you can get killed from honeybees as well if you get enough stings
0: yeah they said i read that 66 people in the u.s die a year just from bee stings and and what is it because i noticed i would i never had a problem when i was a boy getting stung and now i run with an EpiPen because the last two times i've gotten stung and it was in the same place where there's log and and i think there are wasps in there and they'd, they, I would come running by, so I think they could hear me running down the path. Well, you look like a bear. That's that why it? you got attacked, for real.
1: Really? From an insect's
0: perspective, you look like a bear. Probably, especially if you had a dark shirt on, um, yeah, well, well, you look like a black bear. Yeah, I run with a trucker hat on, and both times I got stuck. And it was like there was either one bouncing around, or it felt like there was seven of them in, in there. And I got stung, and then my head swelled. And then the second time it happened to me last year, it really swelled. And well, friend- there's
1: two things that happen. Either a, um, you sort of have a a lifetime number of sting thresholds. Really, believe it or not, and like at some point you can cross that threshold, and now you're going to have a reaction. B, oh. the venoms are different, so yes. you could get stung from B, A, and have zero reaction, and then you get stung from, from B, OP and yeah. have a reaction, and usually what kills people is anaphylactic shock, so if you are allergic to something in the venom, you go into anaphylactic shock, your windpipe contracts, and that's how they die.
0: Yeah. I... I I have uh, Epi- ha- happy Tuesday, everybody, or <laughs> whatever today it is. Oh, that's awesome. And We're talking about that because you're right. The murder bees were found here in Washington State. Murder hornets. They are not bees. Anyway, I carry that EpiPen. I don't, I don't know if I could stab myself. I like myself. Oh, it's, it's easy. Is it? Oh, yeah. Do you, you had one as a beekeeper, I imagine, right? Yeah, you press it into your leg hit the button and it just, it feels it's, you barely feel it. Okay. I, I don't mind pain. And in some ways I like pain, but that's another story for another day. Uh, but I don't like inflicting pain on myself with needles. I right. don't like
1: Murder hornets, real thing. I think WSU and the beekeepers in Northern Washington are on it. They're trapping these things. Hornets are not
0: bees. That's the takeaway. All right. Very good. And that is pro- professional. What are you a professional? What?
1: Uh, no, I'm not a professional. I I think I got um a f- I got my certificate as a Washington State beekeeping apprentice. So I am not a master beekeeper, but I'm an apprentice beekeeper. Okay. O- official, I got
0: the certificate and everything. You man, beehelp.com. Get out there. I might have to run with one of those funny suits because I don't want to get stung again. Uh, we'll come back in one minute. It's the Ron and Don Show only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. When you're ready to sit down with the guys, just reach out by email, ron at windermere.com. All right, you guys, welcome back. Episode 103, the final segment. We're live from the Les Schwab Studios, and we appreciate you so much for stopping by. We have a newsletter, so if you want to stay in touch with us, it drops every Wednesday. And that's how we stay in touch with thousands of people in the Ron and Don nation. And we can let you know that, Hey, more cause radio is coming up. Okay. Ron, how can people get the uh, Ron and Don newsletter?
1: Yeah, just go to Ronandon.com, Click on the radio microphone logo. Uh, we have a radio logo and a real estate logo, and then you can just, it's right there at the top. You enter your email address and you will uh, get the newsletter and uh, it's, it's super, super easy.
0: Yeah. Dr. Fauci, uh, he goes, and this is a this is doctor that we've all been looking, looking to, uh, in the past couple weeks, though, he's, been, he's still on the White House task force uh, for what we're all experiencing here with COVID-19, with the Center of Disease Control, and he's a, the top doc.
1: Which I'm surprised, because Jared Kushner told us this was a huge success, and that he solved Middle East peace, he solved COVID, and he solved the economy, so I w- I'm surprised that the task force is even still around.
0: Yeah, we were told this week the president said we did prevail. So uh, anyway, here's my question. Can we break out the mission accomplished banner that George Bush
1: packed away in the in the White House storage area? And did just put know. that yeah, you put know. that behind the president. On his her.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so he's on the hill today, but he's not on the hill because he's in isolation and quarantine. And the reason he's in quarantine is because he has been exposed to people on the White House staff. The, the vice president is self-isolating right now. Everybody has to have a mask on in the West Wing. All the reporters, that they're asking questions, have to take their mask off now, ask the question, and put the mask back on. And in, in the meantime, the only one not wearing a mask is the president himself. You have to be concerned about him because he's into his 70s. He eats McDonald's every day. He has never exercised in his life. To his credit, he's not a smoker or a drinker because he saw that take his brother's life. So that has to help him a lot, a lot. Uh, So I give him credit for that. But here you are telling the rest of the world and the rest of the country, we are ready to reopen. Let's get this economy going. And your vice president is in isolation because someone on his staff, uh, his press secretary, has COVID-19. And then you have the doctor who is the head of the center of disease control. He is in isolation. And in fact, all these politicians today will be in their basements, I think on a zoom call, this is going to be very, very interesting. I haven't turned on CNN since this whole thing started. I might have to turn it on today. Anyway, Anyway, Ron, what is your take as we see now other parts of the world are opening up, we're seeing COVID levels begin to spike. And what some people are saying now is, hey, you know what, this is, they're comparing it to addiction. And they said, a lot of times in our addiction approach, it's either, hey, I'm gonna go ahead and smoke marijuana and smoke a lot of marijuana or smoke no marijuana. And for people that love marijuana, when you go cold turkey, Many, many, many times you get drawn back in, right? And so they're saying, you know what, how about, how about let's meet in the middle on some of this self-isolation stuff. Let's meet in the middle on self-distancing. Let's meet in the middle on mass. because at the end of the day, people are gonna die from COVID-19, but we also wanna make sure that our economy doesn't die here too because we don't wanna see people die of starvation. Ron, can we meet in the middle on this or do we have to be harder than hardcore and everybody stay at home, no matter what. We're going to save lives, even if the economy crashes. Where do you weigh in on that? I mean, I
1: Anthony Fauci, like I always like to think when I'm when I'm thinking about this sort of stuff. How many years has this guy actually been studying this? So, like like me, graduated high school, didn't graduate college, almost did, but uh, you know, I got my two year degree, but not my four year degree. He then went on and got four more years of medical school for a couple of years of residency, then worked his way up to become uh, the preeminent leader for infectious diseases. This dude, this dude knows what he's talking about. So let's just say on the outside chance that he's wrong. I, I always flash on, I'm sure you've seen this a version of this meme that goes around about the environment that says, uh, you know, what if we have green jobs, renewable energy, and clean water and clean air, and we protect the rainforest, and someone stands up in the audience and is like, what if we put in all this energy and it's just a big hoax? It's like, well, all of the outcomes are good. So if we do all this energy, you know, if if we self-quarantine and we wear our mask and we do all this stuff, there's there's very little downside to that approach. So if we listen to Dr. Fauci, And we, you know, listen to the scientists and we do all of these things that are a little bit of a pain in the butt, but the outcomes are very, very good. Whereas if we listen to the conspiracy theorists and we go out there too early, yes, selfishly, I get to go to my favorite restaurant or yes, I don't have to wear a mask when I'm at the grocery store, but the downside is another spike in deaths. And then we are back to where we started from. And if anybody has ever started a project off the wrong way, like you're like, oh, I'm going to renovate my bathroom. And so you just start going in. And next thing you know, you're halfway through the job. And you're like, oh, crap. None of this was to code. Now I've got a leak in the wall. Now i got to rip everything out. And if I would have just done it right the first time from the get-go and hired a plumber it would have been done by now, and I would have spent actually less money. So me trying to do it myself and be Johnny on the spot, I've caused more damage the first time, and then I gotta redo it the second time. That's where we're at now. We can either go with the professional, Dr. Fauci, and pay a little bit right now, and then it's gonna be done correctly, and we can patch the wall back up and move on, to continue my metaphor, Or we can just start throwing spackle at the wall and then come June and July and August, we're going to have huge
0: leaks everywhere. Okay. So, so I think that's, that's a good analogy. Uh, So let me push back with some of the things that I'll be hearing from people. So you said, going to my favorite restaurant is being selfish. When I went and ordered these products for Charlie yesterday, I was going to order them online and then I stopped myself and I said, you know what? The, the, I'm going to order from the little store up the hill. I'm going to go by do curbside and I have all these things that I need to get him. Uh, and I'm going to order from a local brick and mortar. And the reason I was doing that is to support that local brick and mortar. And if if I had an opportunity to go sit in a restaurant, um, I don't know that I would do that right now, but I would still spend those dollars there. Uh, and at some point hope to sit in there and not out of selfishness, but really out of trying to support these local businesses that are decimated. I saw a woman last night uh, and she's a friend of mine on a Facebook page and she had her hat on from her gym. And I won't say the name of the gym, but she's weeping and crying. She's standing in the gym by herself and she is basically explaining that she has lost her gym, that she has lost her business. And this is something that she has put her life work into for the last 20 years that's beginning to happen. So when you said, Ron, you know, we're going to suffer a little bit, I think there's a lot of people out there suffering a lot. That's a fair point.
1: But again, and I don't want to be cold hearted here. Losing your gym is not on the same scale as dying. That's what we're talking about here. People dying. And At first, we thought, oh, it's only going to kill people in their 70s and 80s. And then it's like, oh, wait, that guy died and he's in his 40s. That woman died and she was in her her 30s. Uh, It never is going to – it doesn't affect children except for the children that it is infected. So, like, we've been wrong a lot about the assumptions we've made about COVID. So while I feel for your friend, and that sucks – uh, that her gym is is looks like it's it's on shaky ground right now. Um, how would she feel if she opened that gym up and one of her customers that she's known for a decade or fifteen years that's been working out there that's that's retired came in, put their hands on a dumbbell, and then touched their face because they were sweaty, got COVID and died? Would she? How would she feel about that? Like, that's a legitimate concern where someone uh, could touch a dumbbell, shared materials, get on a stair climber, touch their eyeball or touch their nose and then end up dying. So, I mean, yes, that's it's really uh, that's heartbreaking, but I, I, I it's not dying. It's not dying.
0: But going back, if you, if, if you believe experts, too, they say there's going to be a worldwide food shortage. And there already was a worldwide. Well, there's not a worldwide food, food shortage. It's a distribution shortage. And sometimes when you try to go into these poor countries, uh, a lot of governments say, thank you. They take the food. They feed their armies. Uh, they feed themselves. But they don't feed the people that need to get it. And sometimes you'd have to go in there almost with an M1A1 tank uh, in order to get those supplies, those food supplies out. So uh, a lot of people are concerned about there being a great famine in certain parts of the world, too. So I will say this. I wish we weren't in this election cycle. And we hear this word now a lot, pivot, right? Pivot. Two, the two big words I hear right now uh, is pivot. we got to pivot. And all these politicians now, they've pivoted, especially those that are in this election cycle because they need the economy to ramp up, because it's the economy stupid, right? Remember that, the economy stupid? It is the economy. So if we feel this groundswell of the economy coming back, as if you look at the Dow, it seems like it's maybe bottomed out between 23 and 24. It fell from 29 to 30. Uh, it didn't tumble into the sixes like it did 10 years ago. Housing prices haven't tumbled, banks haven't fallen apart, people that have good paying jobs still have good paying jobs, at least today they do. A lot of the jobs that have gone away are jobs that could come back in service industries and warehouses if we get people back to work as we ramp that up. I think what you're gonna find though is for people that get paid per hour and they have kids that they would have to pay a babysitter or a nanny. You can't hire a babysitter or nanny right now. They can't even come over to your house. It is better for you to sit at home, take your government check, take care of your kiddo, do some homeschooling and stay off the job market and let the government send you a check every couple weeks. And I think we're gonna see a lot of that too. So anyway, Ron, I'll give you the final say here as uh, we get ready for episode 104 tomorrow. And don't forget, we are licensed brokers at Windmere. And Ron, the real estate market is good, isn't it? Real estate market is good. And my final word
1: for this episode is bees are not hornets.
0: <laughs> you keep your head up. You keep your shoulders back. He's Ron. I'm Don. Live from the Les, Les Schwab Studios. And we will see you next time don't forget, if you need to get in touch with us, just go to ronandon.com. We are licensed brokers at Windermere, and we would love to be your real estate agents, okay? ronandon.com. We'll see you next time for 104, you guys. Hey, it's G-Force O'Neil, Force brains owe this operation. And the voice of the Ron and Don show. Well, that's it. Show's over. We'll see you next time on the Ron and Don Radio Network.